Hello and welcome to TBR Spotlight from the Big Ski, your companion podcast to Loki on Disney+. Plus. That's right, Marvel fans, we're back and we're burdened with glorious purpose. My name is Owen and I'm so happy, so happy to be joined by someone who's a bit of a mischievous scamp. Oh. He's devious, he's very occasionally charming, thinks of himself <laughs> as a god on earth and always causes mayhem and chaos wherever he goes. It is, of course... Rory Cashin. Rory, hello. It's lovely to see you. Thank you for that wondrous uh, introduction. Uh, it does seem to be describing Rory on a night out rather than Rory day to day, but, uh, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to those night outs uh, very, very soon, hopefully. But in the meantime, everybody is going to be stuck at home mm. watching their TV. Uh, because tell us, why are we here today? We're back with another series of TBR Spotlight, focusing on Loki. Yeah, so every Wednesday for the next six Wednesdays, Disney Plus will be dropping a new episode of the first season of Loki. Uh, And since we all had such a fun time with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and we all loved WandaVision, uh, it just made sense to want to completely nerd out and lose our minds going down theorizing rabbit holes for the next month and a half. Because you just know from the trailer it is, we're going to be, even the trailer alone was like, what's that? What's, what could that mean? And having watched the first episode, uh, that's exactly what this is. There's a lot of, what? <laughs> Ooh, I wonder. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to do our best to to <laughs> unravel and guess and uh, research, which basically means going on Wikipedia. Nice. <laughs> Great work, everybody. Um, as you said, WandaVision, released back at the start of 2021, um, was really mysterious. Nobody really knew what to expect, and then it proved to be a huge winner. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was kind of a lot straighter. There was mm. comedy in it, but it was like, we're talking action and kind of quite set in the real world. And to paraphrase the Falcon from uh, that show, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of the big three uh, the androids, the aliens, and the wizards in Loki, because as you said, the trailer is just oh my god! I have no exact, I have no idea what world we're in, what time we're in, what's going on. Are there multiple versions of similar people? So I was wondering. First of all, uh, Loki is obviously a fan favorite. Tom yeah. Hiddleston. He's he's kind of the character has just changed so much uh, over the past while. And I was thinking, you know, we could we could do a recap on him, but why don't we just ask the man himself to do it way better than either of us could? Yeah, because you actually specifically text me before we start watching. We're like, which one of these things do I need to rewatch? Is kind of like yeah. a, a bit of homework. Uh, and two things. One is the show itself actually does a pretty good job of catching you up completely. But two. Uh, yeah, as you said, Tom himself can probably do it in a much more succinct manner than either of us could. Take it away, Tom. To help get you ready, I'm going to catch you up in just 30 seconds. My dad, Odin, says my brother Thor could be king. I'm jealous. Plus, he's not my real dad, so I get my real dad to kill Odin, but then I save him. Thor's mine anyway. I'll be fine. Cut to Earth. I steal the Tesseract from S.H.I.E.L.D., help the Tatari invade Earth, and the Avengers stop them, and I go to jail until Thor needs me to help defeat the Dark Elves. Next thing you know, I'm king, but everyone thinks I'm Odin. Our sister Hela shows up, cue another Thor-Loki team-up, we beat her, then Thanos shows up, we don't beat him, and I die. Thanos kills half the universe, the Avengers go back in time to stop him, giving an earlier version of me a chance to grab the Tesseract off. Hang on! Okay, that's better. Thanos gets defeated, and the next thing you know, I've got a job offer from some group that calls itself the TVA. And that's it. <laughs> Find out what happens next by streaming Loki exclusively on Disney+. 
He's so good at that. What a professional. I, I suppose he knows the character inside out, to be fair. He's been playing him for 85 years at this point. He does, yeah. Like, he does cheat a little bit because he does actually stop time for a few seconds just to get the end of his Loki story out. But um, I recently took part in a global press conference for mm. Loki, and uh, he actually held Loki lectures during the shoot for anyone who might have questions on the history of the character. So it turns out he is massively versed in this character. Like, he knows ins and outs of every iteration on on the screen and like why did he wear this particular outfit for this film but then this one for this one and uh yeah so he is just very very knowledgeable in his own character which just like proves how much he loves playing loki you could say he's massively multiversed in this character oh that's good i like that yeah Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll take that one. I'm allowed one per episode. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Okay, so the episode kicks off. As we say, we're very excited. Um, and we're back in 2012. And Marvel are really getting their money's worth for this, uh, for getting the most out of this this scene and this setting because we've revisited this moment in a number of different films. Yep. We see Loki after the massive attack in 2012 on New York. Uh, he's been held captive. But then in Avengers Endgame, we know that uh, the Avengers went back in order to uh, <laughs> basically reset uh, time in order to defeat Thanos. And this is where Loki sees his opportunity. The silver case with the blue Tesseract goes flying across the floor. And then the last thing we see of Loki is, I love that moment. I can just watch that and repeat, just like, vroom, and he disappears back into this kind of this black vortex. And you just hear the echo of Thor saying, where's Loki? Where's Loki? <laughs> and then we're straight into it at the yeah. start of this episode where he crash lands into the desert in the middle of Mongolia. Yeah. Uh, w- one thing that hits right away, because I think once he pops into the vortex, that's when we get the opening credit sequence. And the music in this is fantastic. <gasps> yeah. It's so good. The score in this is incredible. And I think it's, it's maybe the best I've heard in the MCU so far because it stands out so much on its own because it's, it's so weird. You can almost hear like the theremins and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then he pops up in Mongolia and he tries to do 2012 Loki where he's like, you're all my subjects and blah, blah, blah. And they're in Mongolia and they're like, who this though? <laughs> and they have no idea who he is. And we guess the TVA appear. Um, and that's our introduction to them. And they're like, you super shouldn't be here. And by here, I mean here in time, as in this is not for you, which automatically like introduces a million questions to everything else in the MCU. Because then I'm like, if he shouldn't be there, then should the rest of what happened in 2012 not be there? Or is it just Loki who shouldn't be? So, yeah, in in the same way that there was that moment in Endgame where they're trying to explain time travel the rules of time travel yeah i love that a true <laughs> through this episode they're, they're both trying to explain the rules of the tva and time travel while also going you know what maybe don't think about it too much because yeah, your, your head will implode <laughs> yeah. so he's uh he's snatched and brought to the tva headquarters uh which is which is quite a quite an interesting setting yeah, like this this opening, and we get to the setting because it reminded me of something uh, in particular from when I was growing up. Um, my granny had bought me uh, a set of pajamas, I think, like 
like a hundred years ago when it had this really brown there was just like a mixture of browns and dull oranges and as soon as i saw the setting of the tva this kind of 1970s feel by the way i'm not from the 1970s it's okay as far as i know anyway i mean um yeah i mean it's hard to tell but uh so that immediate like flashbacks to my granny looking at this and that kind of old world uh of how the, the kind of the design they're looking for for that but just on that opening uh in mongolia i love uh, and, and like we we obviously start to get informed as we go through the episode and and it's set up brilliantly in terms of how they're feeding this 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 brand new element of the universe and of the world. But like I actually made a, a list of lots of new words and I'm hoping uh, we can put together maybe some kind of glossary okay. of all the new terms that are in there. But the first ones that we get in this opening sequence, like they immediately come out and it's uh, variant identified and we've seen variant um in the trailer as well, yeah. like on the back of some of the jumpsuits and stuff. And then there's been a sequence violation. They say yep. we're from the Time Variance Authority and your head is just spinning as to <laughs> what all of these things uh, actually are. But no, I thought it was brilliant because I do love uh, Tom Hiddleston going back into that, as you said, 2012 mindset of like, he thinks he is the, like the universe's greatest being at this point in time and as we know from from uh from avengers uh from that particular year anyway he's just a puny god and he really like these guys who come to apprehend him they're not they're not like super beings or anything they're these are just like worker bees like yeah. you know doing their job and they've got no time for his shit basically which is very funny and then i loved uh the playing around with the the camera work the slow motion whenever he gets hit in the face and you expect it's like oh they're doing slow motion that and then it pans back and you're like oh no they're still moving in real time <laughs> and he's just moving in slow motion experiencing every single tiny bit of pain so no it it feels like this is an opportunity for marvel to have a lot of fun with just messing around with well our heads mainly but also just little elements like that as you said in terms of when are we uh and what the hell is actually going on here yeah like as you said he like loki's power is in his intellect and always thinking he's the smartest person in the room and more often than not he he is he can't back that up hugely with physical prowess which is how he had to kind of develop that army for the 2012 avengers to be able to fight properly against against the avengers but it is fantastic seeing someone who is as smart as him being so completely out of his depth in in with the TVA and just being dropped into the middle. And he's like, I got this. I got this. And every time he thinks he does, it's like, you absolutely don't. You have no idea what's going on. And seeing someone just scrambling mentally to keep up and it being so difficult for him because he's not, he's so... He relies so much on his charm and everyone around is like, that's not going to work here. <laughs> so the fact that they actually, because uh, yeah, we get into the TVA then, but the fact uh, in his trial sequence, after he goes through the entire rigmarole of being uh, stripped naked of his fine Asgardian leather with a brilliant robot, like with that face, is just yeah. amazing on it. Also, that um, was very clever of Marvel to be like, Tom Hiddleston's naked in this, you know. <laughs> oh yes yes uh are they playing to a certain group of fans out there very was very possibly. thirsty to put it in the trailer <laughs> but, you know <laughs> but uh so then he goes through that and then all the admin that he has to go through and you know sign this piece of paper which they use in the trailer as well which is very funny yeah uh, of everything you've ever said but as you said 
like they're, they, they've no time for for what he's actually you know when he starts to do his big booming voice and his hand gestures and then just everybody in the courtroom uh begins to laugh at him which is just uh brilliantly played because we've got Gugu and Bathy Raw popping up there and it feels like she's going to be uh one of the the key characters potentially potentially uh throughout this as well kind of acting as the, as the judge of of this particular trial yeah so she seems to be there's there you can see they're slowly putting together the the hierarchy within the TBA so Gugu and Bathy Raw is playing I've written in them Ravona Renslayer which is mm, a, great, a great name. <laughs> Super name. And she seems to be the kind of in-between, not middle management, but like upper middle, upper middle <laughs> management. <laughs> upper, upper, bu- 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 uh, between, uh, you know, the, the heads of departments in the TVA and then the three kind of time lords, the, the yeah, lizards. Yeah, the timekeepers. <laughs> yeah, the space lizards, he calls them. Uh, that... so yeah they haven't really gone too deep on the extent of that yet but you can see again loki is just bewildered to discover that uh none of his power nothing he thought was powerful is of any consequence here because he he's like in the in that same courtroom scene he's like i've got magic powers and everyone's like yeah no 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 not here (laughs) um but it is interesting to introduce uh Renslayer's character because she's pretty big in the MCU. Right. But from her introduction here, it looks like they've given her a completely different story. So I had a little look and it says online that this is actually going to be her origins rather than a brand new origin story for her rather than what we what people might know from the comic books. Because she is tied directly to a huge character in the MCU called Kang the Conqueror, who is basically... Uh, he sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, there's nothing to worry about there. Um, Charmer. He, he's going to be played by Jonathan Majors, who was in uh, Lovecraft Country. He's going to be playing him in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. But Kang the Conqueror is the next step up from Thanos in terms of the MCU. He's oh like, goodness. worse again. <laughs> and Renslayer is sometimes his girlfriend and sometimes his arch nemesis. So it'd be curious now to see whether she, if this is like her path, how we see her being brought in to the MCU. But in this, she is uh, impatient, <laughs> an impatient yeah. judge. Um, just like, do, do you plead guilty? Yes or no? It just, it was so bureaucratic. Yeah, uh, and f- it's so funny. It was reminding me of like Terry Gilliam's Brazil. It was reminding me of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, it was reminding me a bit of Wes Anderson's stuff. If Wes Anderson yeah. ever did like um, sci-fi, you could see it playing it like the where you see Loki like walking through the queue with no one else on the queue, and he's like, "Are you actually going to make yeah. me walk all the way over?" Um, yeah. So there's just a lot of it's the start of it is a lot funnier than I was anticipating, but in a weirder way than I than I was guessing. And then and then we get to this scene where it's like, you're bad and you should probably be killed. Yeah, like one of the reasons you might be getting those Wes Anderson vibes as well is because Owen Wilson is here as well. And now, again, whenever he popped up in the trailer, because prior to that, like, you know, there's an element of 
it's always, oh, how much do I want to know before going in? Or do I just want to, as you said, like, this is much funnier in a weirder way than we were even expecting. Uh, and I remember whenever I saw, like, Owen Wilson pop up in the trailer, and I was like, oh, my God, that's such a, I think I just got whiplash, like, of Owen Wilson joining the MCU. I'm Agent Mobius, by the way. Are you taking me somewhere to kill me? No, that's where you just were. I'm taking you someplace to talk. Well, I don't like to talk, but you do like to lie, which you just did. Because we both know you love to talk. Talky, talky. How long have you been here? I don't know, it's hard to say. You know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean? You'll catch up. So you're part of the TVA's courageous and dedicated workforce? Yes. You were created by the timekeepers. Yep. To protect the sacred timeline. Correct. <laughs> Is that funny? The idea that your little club decides the fate of trillions of people across all of existence at the behest of three space lizards. Yes, it's funny. It's absurd. I thought you didn't like to talk. But it's brilliantly done. Uh, we're obviously... Uh, introduced to his character and he's clearly on the hunt for some mysterious figure like hundreds of years ago you got this little french kid who's eating i think it's like kablooey chewing yep. gum um or something or bubble gum whatever it happens to be uh and we're getting that that little bit of backstory of like oh there's another team lost of uh of the of the Minutemen, um and you're like okay something's going on here and then the ominous kind of pointing at the at the stained glass window but then he rushes back into you can't even call it present day because we've no idea when we are um but he rushes back just to get there in time for this court case and obviously steps in uh instead of uh loki going going to trial and then being uh uh you know, accused of the trial and then what it well punishable by death essentially. He's like, no, 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 uh, everybody, hold on a second. I've just got one idea, um, and we go into this interrogation scene, which, as you said, it kind of sets it up. Um, and this is a brilliant way of getting a flashback of oh, previously on Loki, essentially, <laughs> where they do this this rundown of his greatest hits that we as an audience are aware of and elements that we know haven't happened to this version of Loki yet. But it obviously, uh, it's new to him as he watches uh, elements like uh, Frigga, um, like Renny Russo, his mother, uh, being murdered. And it's because of his actions and all this kind of stuff as well. And this is one of the great things because Tom Hiddleston is obviously going to be the star of the show here. And there's going to be other uh, actors who have brilliant new characters like Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson and Gugu and Bathy Raw. But Tom Hiddleston does that brilliant thing with Loki throughout where it's okay. He can play the big baddie. Uh, he can play the comic relief. Uh, and then whenever he changes to just like, Oh no, he's completely emotionally broken. And, uh, and there were a couple of moments like that in this where it just, it affects him in a way. And you're like, Oh Jesus, that's another amazing actor getting to show off what they can do in these kind of focused episodes as well. But yeah, what did you make of the interrogation scene and this introduction of Agent Mobius? Yeah, like it, I was the same with thinking that like how good a match could on Wilson be because you're automatically thinking of like, oh, wow, like his character in every other film he's ever played. And even off the back of the first episode, I was like, oh, he's this season's Catherine Hahn. He yeah. is, he's the standout. He's the one who you're like, oh, he's going to steal every single scene he's in. Um, and again, like his, his scenes with Loki, he's he's always kind of underplaying his own 
intelligence. He's like, go on. I'm just going to keep letting you talk yourself into a corner. And then I'll spring my little bear trap and you'll realize, yeah, I knew all this. Like, I know everything about you. I know <laughs> yeah. more about you than you know. Um, And it's just, yeah, showing him, like, Frigga's death. So sad. The destruction of Asgard. Um, His own death at the hands of Thanos. Yeah, yeah that one too. <laughs> uh, and then I, I loved that it was it was shown on like 35 milliliter, millimeter film reel. Yeah. But on a super futuristic projector machine. This this is and amazing about the TVA. It's yeah, so, all those it's kind so of mixes. Weird. Yeah, yeah, because they have like Miss Minutes who's this weirdly interactive Oh yeah. Holographic kind cartoon of sentient, artificial cartoon character. But also, all of their files are in, like, 1970s police movie files. <laughs> yeah, with coffee stains on them, yeah. coffee cup stains like, on them, yeah. Surely you could just turn to Ms. Minutes and ask her to just <laughs> tell you what it, like, she must be some kind of future version of Alexa or Siri or something. Yeah, But they I, still I love- have all their physical files. It's just, everything's so out of time. It's uh, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, all all of that design and and again the fun that they would have had in in planning all of that and and creating it all. It's just that mixture of the most analog like beeps and bloops and all the old sci-fi that you know from like old sci-fi TV shows, and then coupled with okay, twenty twenty one Marvel technology uh, and visual effects where they can just make it look absolutely incredible. So no, I love that and Miss Minutes because um, I remember. I think whenever she popped up in a nerdy trailer or poster, I remember you had been tweeting about how excited you were to see her anyway. Uh, and she has this brilliant voice. Must find out who the, who the voice actor is. But um, it just sounds like, you know, it's it's Dolly Parton or something. Like, do you know what I mean? It's that kind of Southern drawl, but it's she's, brilliantly done. It's so happy and chirpy. Yeah, she's a, she, I actually forgot her name as well. But, oh no, Tara Strong, I wrote it down. But she's, um, she is a very famous voice actress. She's done like the Powerpuff Girls and Rick and Morty. And, right, okay. Um, Teen Titans Go. She does. She does a lot of that kind of sounding character. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it. She's fun. again. She's going to be. Uh, there'll be t-shirts of her. No, two <laughs> weeks from now. Yeah, all in your wardrobe. Basically, you'll yeah. have them all ordered. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> with the with the flashback, it also, as you said, showing Loki all of these key moments throughout his life, but also really. They kind of like Mobius doesn't really let it go as well. He's like, you like murdering people. Like, look at this guy's that eyeballs. Was genius. And yeah, no, it's brilliant. And it really pushes. It was it felt like a therapy. Well, it was a therapy session as well, where it was like, no, you 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 keep killing people, and you, you enjoy it, and and you enjoy it as well, yeah. and really pushing it and pushing it, and you're kind of like, oh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it reminded me of that scene in um. Goodwill Hunting, whenever uh, Robin Williams and Matt Damon are both like, it's not your fault. And he's like, yeah, man, I know it's not my fault. He's like, it's not your fault. He's like, except, yeah, no, it, no, I except know. here, it's it is your fault. <laughs> it is your it fault. It is absolutely it's definitely your all because, your fault. But no, I thought that like was that, really well done. No, yeah, it was. It was. It was a genius moment because, pe- like, you do forget because Hiddleston is so charming and because Loki is so likable that he is actually a mass murderer. He's done some horrific things, but by the time Ragnarok comes around, you're like, lol, Loki, haha. So it actually was a very clever move of the writers to be like, no, he's he's done awful things. You're not really supposed to like Loki. Like, like, there is that one scene where he takes the the eyeball from the the guy in Germany, and he's looking around the crowd, and he's got a maniacal grin on because he's causing so much terror. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, not yeah, not I cool. This not yeah. cool. Um, 
So yeah, that, that was a genius uh, moment. Just and and Wilson really hammers that scene home. He's so good in it, where he's like, "Oh, I thought you, uh, I thought you wanted to like help these people like achieve freedom and enjoy their lives, and here you are, absolutely terrorizing them for what reason?" And he doesn't have an answer. Yeah, um, Owen Wilson again, just in perfect Owen Wilson drawl. And like they, they have, I know we said drawl for Miss Minutes as well, but the delivery of, of his lines as well. I love the moment. He's like, "Yeah, you're a big metaphor guy. I love that. It makes you sound super smart." And he's, he's like, like "I am smart." He's like, <laughs> like, "I know." Yeah, it's just it's so <laughs> it's so playfully like undercutting like in the nicest possible way. And then we also get to, it's not just flashback to stuff that we've seen before. There's also the DB key or DB Cooper sequence in the middle yes. of it at all which uh we had seen in the trailer we're like oh is this madman kind of feel and what's going on here so it was lovely to get that kind of um insight into the rest of of loki's life because i think he said he was messing around with uh with heimdall and uh and thor at that point so right two questions like is is the story of db cooper is that like well known would that's, people, a, that's would, a real a real story where there was um yeah but like uh, would people robbery. would people who like not us because obviously we're so super smart and super <laughs> like super multiversed in the story of db cooper but <laughs> would an average viewer know who db cooper was well i'm not i'm aware of the name and then i was like oh yeah remember there was a thing about a mystery where he did a bank robbery and then there or, or sorry a type of robbery and just disappeared essentially and people are still looking for his money and his treasure that's out there and all this kind of stuff so i had very vague awareness of it but i don't i don't think maybe in america potentially it's more of a, mm. a kind of a, an urban legend that that's a bit more present in people's minds but um whatever it was it gave them the excuse to go full madman anyway in, in their in their uh design and their storytelling so that was one so yeah so the other one was um did heimdall was he just on like waiting to I collect so. him midair yeah. so he was yeah. just down with loki stealing money from a hijacked plane yeah so the the impression i got from like a throwaway line where loki says uh oh that was a bet with thor and heimdall that i that i could do it basically oh. um and and whatever it was like i don't know was it like to to do this massive robbery and then escape essentially so it feels like it was just whenever they were back they were younger they were messing around he's the god of mischief it's like sure. you know what feckin i'm just gonna have a bit of crack here on planet earth and then go back to back to the boys like back up in asgard and then like because they obviously have absolutely zero use for the money yeah <laughs> but it's but uh but yeah no that that was the impression uh I got uh, at that point anyway. So no, it was lovely to get to all those elements. The other thing that's happened... <laughs> sorry, <in> sorry <laughs> I just realized there, you're like, you know, back when he was younger and foolish and stuff, it's like, it was 40 years ago and he's a couple of thousand years old. So to, to us, it's yeah. like me excusing something I did yesterday and saying foolish <laughs> <Yeah>. youth. <laughs> well, when you when you put it like that. Um, but yeah, at this moment as well, we're also getting a lot of... Um, uh, because Kate Heron, who is the director yeah. uh, of, of this series... And, you know, she's done a little bit of sex education. Uh, I was having a look at her CV and stuff. So, but this is still relatively brand new for her and her line of work, apart from the the shorts and different things that she's worked on previously. But already, I, I love her style and uh, the way that she's doing. But a lot of visual fun with the, the time twister, I think they call it. Uh, that's kind of uh, this little device that keeps sure. looping uh, Loki back uh, around and around again that Owen Wilson uses. And then whenever the escape uh, begins to happen, uh, whenever he starts to use it on the guard that has uh, apprehended him in the first place. But no, I thought that was a lot of fun doing that as well. Yeah, the guard, she does not like Loki. 
She she is <laughs> an instant dislike to Loki, uh, an instant distrust, which is entirely fair because uh, he it's warranted, as it turns out, because he uh, he turns the the time twister back on her, and then kind of like like a like a like a boy like pulling the legs off a spider. He's like, yeah, it's like he's sending it through through like, time over and over again. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was I didn't like that at all, and uh, so he tries to like make a break for it. And everyone's kind of running around, even though they're all of the knowledge that he can't really go anywhere because yeah. he doesn't have the ability to do it. And then he corners that poor nice office man. Casey. Ah, uh, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he was amazing. He's like, give me the test rack. Give me, I'm getting out of here. And he's like, yeah, okay, it's here. And he just hands it to him. Whatever. But then he, when he opens like the stuff drawer, because every office obviously yeah. has a stuff drawer, inside is all of the Infinity Stones and also a few other parallel universes, versions of the Infinity yeah. Stones. And it's at that exact moment Loki's like, ah, oh, crap. Oh. Nothing even, here yeah. is of consequence at all. Because even as a viewer, I was like, oh, that's like literally whatever all 23, 24 Marvel films have been building up to the moment where they're struggling and people are dying and heroes and loved ones are dying in order to get these Infinity Stones. It's like, oh, right. Are you looking for Infinity Stones? I gotta I think I got to draw them back here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, people and it just like use them as paperweights. Yeah, that's right. And actually, there's a lovely moment in the end credits where it's showing those those seventies files, and someone has used. I think maybe it's a soul stone, uh, potentially, like as a, as a makeshift <laughs> paperweight. Um, but yeah, that was brilliant. I love his interaction with Casey when he's like, "Do it all, got you like a fish," and he's like, "What's a fish?" <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the con- again because they have the concept of like what it's like to work in an office um, from the nineteen seventies, but they don't uh, don't have any idea uh, of what a fish actually is. There's also one other. In the midst of all this and the interrogation and part of the the realization, as you said, that that's the moment whenever Loki kind of everything just clicks into place and he goes, oh, no, this is this is real. This is bigger because he, he's kind of fobbing it off as now this is an illusion or I, I'm going to be able to get away. Um, and I do like there is an element of like, well, he is smart enough to find a way of sorts yeah. out of there, but it's still the entire situation is maybe just a little bit above him and beyond him. But Owen Wilson has another line and he wrote it down because it was like, oh, God, because if somebody said it to you, you'd feel terrible. And he says, you exist just so others can achieve the best versions of themselves. And I feel it's like one of the most cutting lines throughout any of like the, the Marvel kind of films or TV shows. Cause it's a pretty shitty thing to hear when you find out what I'm not the protagonist of my, of my own life. This is, and it's just so that the Avengers, and then you kind of, you're looking at that iconic shot of the Avengers whenever Loki comes around and uh, Hawkeye has the arrow, uh, the bow drawn mm. in his face and it's all in. And I kind of find myself going, Oh, you flipping goody two shoes, you pricks! <laughs> like, leave him alone, will you? Except he does, you know, tear people's eyes out and have. Oh yeah, yeah. But then I immediately came around and I realized, no, I too am a good person, and I am on the side of the Avengers. Is so that I where you landed? That. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> no, yeah, like it is. It, it, it's, it's, it, it is brilliant in the in the kind of the section of of Loki. Like, it's just especially because Hiddleston has to go back and play. He has to unlearn like nearly ten years worth of Loki lessons to start yeah. start over again as as more or less like Loki at the peak of his badness. Um yeah, it's 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 really, really interesting what, what they decided to do. I, I am like from that one episode it was like, 
okay, I'm enjoying this as like a a deep dive on him, but it is there is like the background mystery of who's killing the Minutemen. Why are they snatching all the kind of time erasing bomb things? Remember, because you're yeah. putting them down. The resetters. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Listen, you, Roy, you're you, welcome. You know, you know them words. Um, why are they snatching them? Why is Owen Wilson? Why does he think like Loki's the one who can help find whoever this person is? And then we find out why. And they, and I, even though at the end it was like, oh yeah, duh, of course that's exactly who it is. It was still a really good reveal. Well, this is this is the thing because uh, it's that that killer line when he says, "It's you. We're hunting this rogue variant." It's you. And I was like, okay, okay, yeah, that, okay. Well, I say I can see how that makes sense. I, I see how they could make that work in terms of, okay, there's a rogue, maybe slightly more evil version or variant of uh, of Loki out there doing that. And, of course, how are you going to catch that guy? Well, you're going to get inside his head by literally using this version of Loki uh, to help you track him down. Um but then at the same time, it was kind of like, okay, they've gone Sith Lord. You never really see the face. You've got the hooded cloak and you get that flashback or a flashback again, because they're, they're probably not even flashbacks. They're probably all yeah. happening. No, listen, they're probably we, happening we, right now as we're talking about it. We can't, we can't go down that rabbit hole of flashbacks and fast, <laughs> fast forwards we? because it's, it seems to all be happening. Like, as you said earlier on, he rushed back from hundreds of years ago to get to the court case. And I was like, could he just yeah. not have gone there at any time? Because it's always happening, <laughs> but it's also out of oh, time no, completely. So like, again, you have to just push it out of your mind. The, the, so we went the back advice to- from Looper is, don't think about it. Oh yeah, okay, that's the easiest thing to do. Um, so it uh, goes back to Oklahoma, and we don't see this person fully, but we see them, uh, a pretty old school way of taking people out. I thought they were going to go... Mm. Like with whatever, when it was like, no, no, I've just stuck a load of oil on the ground. <laughs> I've set it on fire, and there you go, you're all burning, basically. But um, actually, I must go back and see because whenever they uh, put up like a new location and a new time, a new year, and it says Oklahoma 1858, uh-huh. I noticed there's a there's a line underneath with a little dot on it, and I'm wondering does that dot ever? Move? No, it may not. I might have to go back and, and check on the other. Um, uh, ones in that episode, like whenever it shows us Owen Wilson in France and Aix-en-Provence, and it's like, I wonder, does that dot move around? Probably not, but we'll we'll see what the crack is. But um, yeah, so we get this okay setup. There's there's another baddie, potential baddie out there. So are we going to go for a, a swing and a miss, or a swing and a hit, or have we any idea of who this potentially could be, or are we just like, no, it's Loki? Well, they they said it's Loki, so I'm going to assume it's <laughs> yeah. I'm going to assume true. it's Loki. I think it's interesting they didn't show us. Yes. That it was Loki, even after they said it's Loki. So my my first thought was maybe it was like Frost Giant Loki. Right, okay. You know, like yeah. he didn't go down the route, like he, he, he leaned into his actual heritage. That was my first thought. But then I was like, no, they probably still show that. Because it's just, it's, it'll just be Tom and like a bit of blue makeup or whatever. So whatever it is. It isn't an obvious choice, but I do have already a big, mm-hmm. a big theory. Yes. Um, Who's the power broker? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I, I. 
Will I make it? Will I make a big swing this of early, or will I wait the... for a second episode? No, no, go for it. Go okay. for it. One hundred percent. That's what we're here for. Okay, I think <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Let me get my popcorn <laughs> first. <laughs> okay, and go. I think because there's a few lines throughout the episode where uh, Mobius and Mobius is talking yeah. about the time lizards and everything <laughs> being in its place, and this is just how it is. And he he kind of seems. You know, like a, a, a gruff 70s detective who's just like, this is just the job. You just got to do the job. <laughs> yeah. um, but much like a gruff 70s detective who starts taking a cut on the side because he feels he's not uh, mm-hmm. making or he's not being appreciated enough. I suspect that Mobius M. Mobius is actually using the Lokis to take down the Time Lizard people so he can break free of his job in the TVA because he doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> he, just, he just doesn't want his office job anymore. He wants, wait, he wait. wants a different life for himself. And I, I wait, suspect no. that that he is using the, the the potential Lokis to bring them down. So whenever you said earlier on the episode that Owen Wilson is the Catherine Han of this, like right down to potentially the detail of like, it was Mobius all along. And we get some amazing uh, tune of like (laughs) Agatha all along, essentially throughout. I don't know if I could, I'm trying to think of times Owen Wilson has actually played uh, a bad guy in his career and there's nothing really, (laughs) nothing really coming to mind. That's how to make make it brilliant. Yeah, no, I mean, geez. It would, it would be a brilliant a brilliant twist on it um in terms of uh the writer and the director i know we mentioned the director kate heron on this and the director uh or sorry the writer um michael waldron as well because having a look at, at his work like as a screenwriter um and as you said like his background as well is rick and morty yeah. and it just it kind of it feeds into just the, the tone and the feel of this but also uh i see right he's he's the writer on dr strange uh, in the multiverse of madness as well, mm. which is obviously going to be coming up, which is really interesting that they've hired the same writer because um, it feels like they're usually no, this is your project, you stick with this, you're limited to this amount of information, we'll feed you whatever else you need to know. Yeah, uh, you're on a need to a need to write basis basically. Um, but interesting now that they've linked him between those two projects, and I wonder will we start to see uh, that kind of feed in here as well? Yeah, because there is like they talk about nexus points. A lot in this um and nexus points is you know time times in history when things have gone off the the path the predetermined path and they have to go back and, and fix them um which i everyone was was consumed with the theory that there was a nexus point that took place in wandavision and yeah. we already know that wanda shows up in doctor strange too so you would have thought the writer for wandavision would have gone directly into the writing Doctor Strange too. So maybe there is a particular because uh, Doctor Strange 2 is multiverse of madness and that is exactly what this show is about. So it, it does make sense in that regard that maybe something happens in over the course of this that Doctor Strange is the only one who could fix it in reality. But like then why would that be if the TVA can fix it? So I yeah. like listen. Episode one, we can't go down this. We can't do this. But it is interesting that the writer uh, was the Rick and Morty guy. Now I don't know which episodes he he did for the series. I'll probably have to go back and check it. But there is a specific episode of Rick and Morty where Rick goes to. It's called the Citadel of Ricks, and it's where mm-hmm. all the Ricks in the world live. And he's brought there by the the, the Rick police because there is a rogue Rick 
who was going around killing other oh. Ricks. And I was like, that's a lot like the plot of that's Loki. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know if he specifically wrote that one episode, but there, like, there is the, there's a lot of DNA in common between Rick and Morty and Loki yeah. just watching it. Like, obviously, because it's, it's funny sci-fi mystery. But that particular aspect, I was like, huh. Uh, no, well, I'm 100% here for that. <laughs> like, you go back and you find it. That's the only episode. It's like, do you see what you did there, Michael? Do that over here as well. Um, Some other, like, just little uh, nuggets and details that they throw in. Changing the Marvel logo at the very start. Yes. into That kind of that green was just a, a very simple but really nice touch as well. A couple of brilliant one-liners from from Loki as well, whenever he's just basically slagging off the Avengers. I've had it up to here with, I've had enough of idiots in armored suits for for one day whenever he sees uh the Minutemen at the start as well but he also there's another brilliant line that he says in the <laughs> in the courtroom and they're like oh something like how did you know it was uh it wasn't the real tony stark but he's like oh i was wearing enough cologne for for two tony stark so you don't mistake the smell of the cologne of two tony stark so it's just it's just peppered throughout it just feels like again uh, i know we're, we're we're massive marvel fans anyway and and you know we as you said, loved WandaVision. And then, you know, we fell in and out of love with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, some absolutely brilliant moments. But it feels like this is off to a really strong start. Yeah. Um, uh, and as we said, a, a lot of fun, but also just setting up like a, a lot of questions as well. So looking forward to the... Because there are five more episodes in this series, but it, I think there it has been greenlit that there's a oh, yeah. second series of Loki as well, which they haven't done as far as I'm aware with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet. No, uh, yeah, they have already confirmed that the second season's in pre-production but the final like the end credits for this episode obviously we're not fools and we would sit through them just to make sure that yeah, there is yeah, yeah. or isn't in this case a uh, mid-credit sequence but it is interesting watching the end credits in this because just huge gaps as the titles come up mm-hmm. did you notice this the way the letters are all spread out and stuff no 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 so like uh like say tom hiddleston's name would come up and then, yeah. like, they come up in a timely manner, like Gugu and Bathu Ra, yeah. uh, other characters' names, and then be a, a, a gap for a couple okay. of seconds, and then it'd be okay. like, and Don okay. Wilson, okay. and then a gap, ah. and then another name. So I'm like, someone's coming, someone's, <laughs> someone famous is going to arrive, and their name <laughs> is going right here. in there. <laughs> and instead of you shortening the end credits to fill that out, if you've left these gaps on, pur- like, on purpose for us to go, so who's on the way? And I think I counted four. So right. there's at least okay. four big uh, big actors to join the closing credits for for the future episodes. So we'll see Amazing. how they get filled in as the weeks go on. Yeah, Don Cheadle is back again. He's just appearing in all the TV shows. Just, Why not? Don Cheadle, you're, you're available again. Let's let's go for it. Actually, one of the interesting points, because it shows us Loki uh, Lofi's son's file, uh, you know, the kind of the mugshot and stuff as well. But I saw that one of the talking points from one of the earlier trailers was um, uh, his gender, basically. It says mm-hmm. gender fluid. So there was a lot of uh, excitement around the fact it's like, well, no, uh, this is brilliant to have Marvel introduce this kind of character, not male, not female, just like gender fluid essentially as well. So, and again, I know we talked a lot about um, how uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, especially the writers uh, were focusing on the real world events of uh, like the issues for black people in America and all around the world and really powerful commentary. And as you know, as you wrote and discussed at the time, one of the most powerful scenes probably in any Marvel kind of property Um 
whenever they were talking about those specific issues as well. But it's brilliant to see that they're introducing this. It's not quite Bucky making a, a passing reference to, uh, what was it, Tigers or something as well in the in the previous series uh, where people were losing their minds about his potential Tinder profile. Um, but, uh, you know, great to see that in Tom Hiddleston's file uh, in those end credits as well. Yeah, because the, the character of Loki in the comic books, he because he is capable of just manipulating his own body into whatever yeah like the the over over the course of history like it has been both male and female so it does make a certain amount of sense that you wouldn't assign a gender to it because he hasn't always been male throughout the history of the multiverse of the characters so yeah like it is a nice a nice nod to to that how whether they'll like whether it's just like a tiny detail for as fans have already kind of lost their minds over it going oh my god yay they've announced he's not jet he's the clan binary and hooray whether they'll actually dive into it like because they did kind of skirt around bucky and his tinder profile yeah. in a way that it was never mentioned again yeah but uh it will be curious to see if the next episodes will pick up that at all Brilliant. Well, I think we've pretty much covered everything. So it's going to be, as I said, Wednesdays or the new Fridays. Mm. Uh, we're going to be looking forward to episode two next week. As we said here on TBR Spotlight, we're going to be watching it uh, first thing in the morning. Yes. Um, getting up nice and early uh, to watch the show. And then, uh, yeah, basically have our, our discussion on each episode. So you can find us uh, on Twitter at Big Reviewski, or you can find us on joe.ie as well. We'll have loads of uh, cool articles up there. There are loads of episodes, as we said, we've already focused on falcon and the winter soldier we've just finished um i can still smell the petrol fumes we've just <laughs> finished our, our recap of the fast and furious films uh, ahead of the brand new release of f9 um but now all our focus is on loki and were you excited about the rest of the series yeah like they've set up the universe so so perfectly they've re they've introduced so many interesting characters and they have given us a a, a great hook at the end for what what's in store and i've got my big swing theory already in place so already, already sorted yeah um already i'm i'm already annoyed there's only six episodes so i know i know uh but we've got a season two to look forward to as well but before we get anywhere near that we will be back next wednesday and i am De- going to annoy you non-stop on whatsapp between now and then with more and more theories no no i i I, I can't wait. Listen, I, that's that's what I live for. Now, before we go, I will need you to sign this document that contains every single word uh, that you said throughout the episode. If that's okay, please. It's just it's part of the admin for TBR Spotlight. No, yeah, that's 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 totally fine. Will will it include this bit I'm saying right now? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I think I'm nearly out of paper and ink, so I'm gonna have to. Who did I chat to about that? Uh, but no, Roy, thank you uh, forever for your big swings. Uh, thank you to Sound Paul on Sound, and uh, and thank you to everybody for listening and uh, and for subscribing to the show. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. What what do they say at the end of the TV? It's like, uh, let us know how we're doing. I can't do your voice. My God, I'll find a recording of it and stick that in instead. Maybe let us know how. No, I just won't Don't do, do it. it. Just watch the real thing. Just yeah. watch Loki. Yeah. Okay. See. Bye. Bye. Let us know how. No, I haven't got it. No, fine. I'm, I'm leaving it. Good.